Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. And I just got to say, you know, I don't like to compliment you uh, on your fashion, but I got to tell you, looking sharp today, Pickle. It's Ashley Pickle, our producer. Thank you. Hello, Thank hello, you. Pickle. Rocking the Lano <laughs> yellow jacket, yeah. letter jacket. I love it. <laughs> love it. I forgot how bulky these things are. They we kind of said that before the show. Like, No, it. they are. They are. Well, I think that they. I think everybody orders them big. Mm-hmm. There are no. There are no slim fit letter jackets. Well, yeah, and when you get them, like, like I mean, technically, I got mine when what, I was like fourteen. So yeah. it's like, I'm not expected to get like grow a whole lot, but I was expected to grow at least a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. in between that time, and especially with guys, like guys order them way bigger if they get them younger because they're definitely going to grow. Uh, yeah, I that's that's problematic for me because mine was. Mm-mm. <laughs> On today's show, uh, today is Thursday, December 10th, 2020, 350 days until Thanksgiving, so mark your calendars. Uh, episode 1083, 1083, this is the Ugath Urbina episode. On today's what a show, name. Ugath Urbina? Yeah. He was a closer for the Rangers for a minute, if nice. I remember correctly. On today's show, my friends, uh, we're going at least an hour. I mean, this thing's going to be long. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. This is a big, this is a big show. Uh, and it was going to be bigger. So I guess I should update you on the rundown. Yeah. We were going to get Craig Way to talk about it. Craig Craig is getting bumped to tomorrow because he has to do a Tom Herman press conference because he has a big boy job and can't do people running around, hopping on every... Mediocre internet show. Tom, Dick, and Harry (laughs) podcast or something like that. So uh, he will be on tomorrow. But as a result, what's left is a huge show where we're going to run through your viewing guide, how you should uh, spend your weekend watching football this weekend. Uh, We are also going to tell you about... uh, We're going to predict every single Texas high school football playoff game this weekend. Yep. In the picks. Every single one of them. Round it all out with America's favorite segment, Free Money. Do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Ed McElroy, Alan Shepard, Meese, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, my friends. All right. Let's get right into it. But groove. Let's get into your week 16 viewing guide. Week 16, whatever this is. Here I am in a letter jacket talking about the butt groove guide. Like, for anyone first tuning in today... I do think about that. Yeah, I, I think about like first-time <laughs> viewers who are like, you know what? I really like high school football. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad used to buy Dave Campbell's Texas football. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have a website. Oh, they have a website. Look, oh, they, they have, have a, a web show. show. And then I'm over here like, oh, I'm going to tune butt in. groove guy. I'm going to tune in and be like, there's a woman named Pickle telling me in a letter jacket telling me about my butt groove. <laughs> We've created this little, this little monster. This little monster. Our pet's heads are falling off. It's your watch guide. We want you... So, look, I'm not trying to be scaremonger guy, but I'm telling you, it is in your best interest to stay home this weekend. Yes. You can be a hero. Mm -hmm. You can be a patriot by sitting at home and watching football all weekend. 
Yes. That's what you can do. That is how you can do your part. It's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. It's, for, it's what everybody needs. It's what we need. So, first of all, I should tell you, watch Fox Sports Southwest all the time. Especially Friday night. Yes. But, like, watch Fox Sports Southwest all Especially because this is the last week of Fox football Friday. Tomorrow's the, the, tomorrow's so. the thrilling season finale. We'll round up. Oh, we'll, we'll clean up all those loose ends. Yeah. Like, um, like that, you know. Look, I mean, I think everybody can tell that there's a lot of tension between me and C.T. Steckel. Mm-hmm. Will we finally come to blows? It all comes up tomorrow Let's on find out. Football Friday. Football Friday, the season finale. <laughs> anyway, we're going to tell you what to watch this weekend. Okay? We're going to tell you what to watch this weekend. Let's start on Thursday. That's tonight. And so we're into the playoffs of all classification. We're in the state semifinals for the um, for, for small schools, and we're into the, uh, the where big schools are in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Two caveats for this. One, a good semifinal game is always going to beat a good first round game. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, the stakes are just higher. But right, it would be the same way if five and six A were in the state semifinals and one A and four A were in by district. Yeah, so there's going to be there's going to be a heavy skew towards the semifinals. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we are working under the assumption that you have three screens at most at your disposal. We're thinking television, laptop, phone. Okay. Television, laptop, phone. If you've got more than three screens, hey, good for you. Haven't you done well? So let's get into Thursday. Thursday, on the big screen, I want you to watch Post and Crawford. Mm-hmm. I want that to be on the big screen. Holy I think that's, defense. I think that's going to be a rock fight, to put to use the, the phrase of, of Craig Way. Uh, <laughs> I think good one. these two teams are just going to knock the tar out of each other. These are two of the hottest defenses in the state. Post is coming off. Uh, step drop this on Teppin the other day. Post has allowed under 100 yards combined in their last two games. Yeah. To Panhandle and Cisco, under 100 yards total. And they haven't... Combined, I should say. Holy cow. And they have... Yeah, because they haven't allowed more than what? Was it nine points? Oh, no, 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 no. You've got that backwards. Because here's the thing. For Post's defense, Uh they have not allowed double-digit points since their opener in August. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Their opener. Mm -hmm. August. It's December 10th. Um... (laughs) And then for Crawford, they're average. They're giving up nine points a game. And last week, they took down. They absolutely hammered Bosqueville. Yeah, defensively. So two which defenses, was a shock. Fantastic matchup. I I put that on the big screen. On your laptop, you're watching Lano and Hallettsville. Okay, you're watching Lano and Hallettsville. It's Jackets and Paramas. Can Lano? And I mean this. I use Lano as a as an avatar for anybody. Yeah. Can Lano slow down Jonathan Brooks? Right. That's the headline. Like that's that's what we're gonna find out, mm-hmm. um, and and I am really fascinated by that. Um, Lano's got the offense; they got the dude in case Kirkendall who's really feeling that Quincy Price has been fan- fant- Quincy Prince rather mm-hmm. has been fantastic on the outside. Can the defense for the Yellow Jackets uh, step up and come up with the big stops? So then on your phone, here's what I want you to do. If you want, if this is, the, I'm gonna give you the option. If you want a big school game. Mm-hmm. There we go. I want you to watch Klein Collins and Bridgeland. Okay, Ooh. Bridgeland's my pick to win the 6A Division II title. Mm-hmm. Going on a little bit of a limit. Maximum there. Bears. I'm going Maximum Bears. Um, but they're my pick to win the 6A D2 title. Tough, tricky first-round matchup with a Klein Collins team that is better than their record indicates. So, if you want a big school game, put it on your phone. Do Klein Collins and Bridgeland. Although, Klein Kane Sidewoods would be fun as well. And then, mm-hmm. if you if you want another, if you're like, ah, you know what, I'm just going to be locked into semifinals, my pick is Shiner Tempson. Yes. Duh, Bears. Uh, I'm, I, I think that's going to be interesting. Timpson's obviously their biggest test of the year. Shiner's, uh, is there any hangover from their win? Mm-hmm. The other semifinal going on tonight is Mart Fall City. And obviously, you're within your rights to watch Mart Fall City. It's a state semifinal. Mm-hmm. I, I Personally, I think it's a bad matchup for Fall City. Yes. I think I think Mart is a bit of a bad matchup for Fall City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it could get interesting, and if one of these, I will say this: we will be sounding alarms if this game is really tight in the second half. Oh man! And yeah. so we'll you'll know to switch. But uh, that is the way I would go. I'll go. I would go post Crawford on the big screen, mm-hmm. Lano Hallettsville on the on the computer, and then on the small screen. If you want a big school game, it would be Bridgeland Klein Collins. Mm-hmm. If you want a small school game, it is uh, Shiner Thompson. Is Gunner Canadians on Saturday or uh, Friday? We're getting there, Pickle. I, I thought it was on Thursday. We're getting there, Pickle. I'm sorry. I thought it was on Thursday. Okay. I was wrong. Let's go to Friday. Let's go to Friday. Huge slate of games. In fact, hold on. We have 48 games for you to stream at TexasFootball.com. Holy cow. 48. 
You're going to need more than three screens. Yeah, you really will. Okay. (laughs) On the big screen. Well, here's the great news, is that in the afternoon, you can gear up. Because 3.15 p.m., you have Jim Ned and Mount Vernon kicking off. Mm, that's, a, Park. that's a banger. 3.15 p.m., p.m., lock in for that. And then, by the way, at 4 o'clock, that has to get relegated to your second screen because Gunner Canadian starts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gunner Canadian's at 4 at Anthony Field in Abilene. So whenever that starts, that takes over for, for over from Jim Ned and Mount Vernon. Of course, it's the fifth consecutive year that Gunner and Canadian are playing. Okay, so that's your afternoon slate. The good thing is... Those games should be barring something crazy, mm-hmm. especially the Canadian Gunner game. Th- those games should be done by the time we get to seven. So then you're going to be able to really stretch out. Oh, by the way, there is a there is another game. Uh, if you want, if you want to go three wide, and you want to start at two p.m., two p.m., you can watch El Paso El Dorado in Amarillo. That sounds want. like What's right that? up like. Right in my wheelhouse. I'm down. I'm down for that. Yeah. So you got that two o'clock. Okay. So let's go to the night slate. And I'm going to. I'm going to lump all the night games into one. There's some that kick off at seven. Some as late as seven thirty. But I'm just going to lump them into one for the sake of for the sake of, of of fun. Okay. On the big screen. On the big screen, I want you to watch. Ooh. There's so many good ones. On the big screen, I want you to watch Gilmer and Graham. Okay. I want you to watch Gilmer and Graham. I'm really interested to see how the Graham defense does against this high-powered Gilmer attack. Very interested in that. On your second screen, I want you to watch Lindale and LBJ. Um, two yes. first-time state semifinalists for a spot at AT&T Stadium. Austin LBJ, an unbelievable story. They've got blue-chip guys in Latrell McCutcheon and Andrew McCuba, but really they're kind of a greater than the sum of their parts type team. Lindale has got the dude and Jordan Jenkins, the running back. Um, I think that game could be really fun. So that's on your second screen. On your third screen, oh boy. I'm going to give you a big school game. Yeah. I want you to watch. Oh, no. They're all good. You know what I want you to watch? I want you to watch Pasadena Adobe and Umble Atascacita. I want you to watch that game. Dobie's undefeated. They are super underrated. I think Kevin Bernithi's squad is really interesting. Atascacita has been great, except when they've been not great. Mm-hmm. And so which Atascacita shows up, that's interesting. But there's great games all over. What okay? about, yeah, I was going to say, I, Port Arthur Memorial, Port Arthur Memorial and, and Fort Ben Hightower. Hightower, that to me is a, that's that's a, a banger. That's a huge game, and that is, a, that is a not banger. your standard one versus four matchup. No, okay? it's not. Fort Ben Hightower is a super dangerous four seed. Uh, so I would keep an eye on that. You could also watch, um, I mean, look, you can watch Sherilyn Pioneer play Medina Valley. I think Sherilyn Pioneer is going to win, but you can watch Ailey Marburger. Lufkin and Longview. Lufkin Longview is a fantastic game. Uh, you know, a lot of that is going to show up no uh, matter which Lufkin shows up, but their quarterback, Jordan Moore, has been great lately. Round Rock, like Travis, is a... Keep an eye on it. I'm just saying, Round Rock's hot right mm-hmm. now. Keep an eye on that one. There's a lot of great games. We've got all of them listed at texasfootball.com for you to watch. Okay, so that's Thursday. That's Friday. i got to move to Saturday real quick. Okay, Saturday, you're going to you're going to start at um, one o'clock. Kyle rather Helen, noon. didn't go. No, noon. <laughs> noon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A big one at noon. Noon. Prosper and Flower Mount Marcus. Prosper and Flower Mount Marcus is going on uh, tomorrow at noon. That's a huge game that you need to keep your eye on. Very interested in that. One o'clock, if you're interested, I do think and I'm not saying this is a homer. I do think that Coppell and Denton Geyer could be interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll know after the first 12 minutes. Yes. If Coppell's hanging around, they're in it. But, like, there's also the possibility a guy runs away in the heights. Um, you've also got um, uh, Sherman and College Station going on at 2 o'clock. Uh, that game's there. But then you're also going to have a lot of college games, right? Um, so, uh, at noon, you've got UAB and Rice. That's a huge game. Here's why. UAB and Rice matters because if Rice wins, UTSA goes to the Conference oh, USA sure. title game. Mm-hmm. That's a huge game. Not only does Rice want to win the football game, but if they do, then they're going to get there. Then they will go to the Conference USA title game. So huge implications there. At two thirty, or rather at two o'clock, um, Army Navy's on. It's the only game that matters. Yeah, oh, Army yeah. Navy's on at two o'clock. The so troops. Do whatever you need to do to make sure you're locked in for that. But then also, I would say that Houston and Memphis kicks off at two thirty, um, and then the nightcap. I guess Oklahoma State and Baylor. Is is an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, that for the for the nightcap, not a lot of night games in the in in the high school ranks that we've got mm-hmm. streamlinks for. So in any case, 
That's your butt groove guide uh, to sit down on your couch and watch football all week long. We've got complete listings at TexasFootball.com of all the games you can stream. It's a great weekend to sit at home and watch football. Mm-hmm. Great weekend. Yeah. Okay? Shout out, Ish, Lock for putting in. that together. Of course, watch Fox Sports Southwest anytime you can. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Okie dokie, Pickle. We got some things to show some people. We do. Uh, do you want to do... Let's, big... let's do big school first. Okay. We're going to start with the 6A-5A. Uh, the first round of the big school 6A and 5A uh, playoffs start this weekend. I picked every single game. Like, literally every single one. Ask me how long it took to export. Actually, all of them. <laughs> I picked all of them. All 128 of them. Here's the picks for 6A and 5A, the first round of the playoffs here on Texas Football Today. Finally. Finally. We've reached the Texas high school football playoffs for class 6A and 5A. This is the first round. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the most bizarre 6A and 5A playoffs of all time. The 2020 Texas High School Football Big School Playoffs kick off this weekend, and they won't end this year. Think about that. We're going to be playing the 2020 season in 2021, which is just pretty perfectly 2020, if you ask me. But here we are into the playoffs for 5A and 6A, the two largest classifications. Of course, the small schools are already in the state semifinals, at this point, but we have massive games. Everywhere you look in the first round of the Texas high school football big school playoffs, we start in Forney. 7 o'clock Friday night at Citibank Stadium in Forney. It's a 5A Division II by-district showdown between the North Forney Falcons and the Denison Yellow Jackets. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the price is right. Let's talk about Jadarian Price, the superstar running back for Denison, a blue chipper all the way through, and a guy that every college in America is calling. He is one of the very best young running backs in the state of Texas, if not in the country. And he's not doing it alone for this Denison team. Asa Osborne is an outstanding compliment to them in the running game, and they run the ball exceptionally well. That's going to be a big challenge for North Forney, which has largely been good defensively, but are going to be taking on one of those talented playmakers in the state of Texas. So, can Jadarian Price put on the cape for Denison? Key number two, the Falcons' offensive balance. Coach Randy Jackson for North Forney prides himself on having a really balanced attack, and I think he's got to be pleased as punch of his Falcons this year because they are really solid in every phase of the offense. It starts up front. Their offensive line has been very good. R- late plowing the road for Ty Collins, their running back. They throw the ball very well at Jacob Acuna. They have a number of wide receivers, most notably Cameron Allen, that can stretch the defense and put pressure on them to make plays and make tackles in the open field. They're especially dangerous in play action, and this is a key component for Denison in this game. I think they need to make North Forney one-dimensional. So, can the Denison defense step up, or will the Falcons' offense show impressive balance? And key number three, playoff atmosphere. Look, it's different now. It's win or go home every step of the way, and with that comes pressure, and this is pressure that these teams haven't felt in a while. This is both these teams' first playoff berth since 2017. Heck, Denison hasn't won a playoff game since 2009. It's been a while. So, Fundamentally, nobody on this team, maybe one or two players, have ever played in a playoff game. So this is a new experience. And coaches will tell you that it's just different. There's a different feel. There's a different sense of urgency. There's a different sense of intensity. Who handles that playoff atmosphere better on Friday night? Who am I picking? I'm going with North Forney. The Falcons get the nod here for a couple of reasons. One, being at home helps. They get home field advantage in this first round playoff game, and that's not a super quick trip for Denison, so there's an advantage there. Furthermore, I do think their offensive balance is really impressive. A lot of this comes down to whether or not they're able to run the ball with Ty Collins, and I think that their defense has a bend-don't-break mentality that I think is going to serve them well into the playoffs. Now look, I think Denison has flashed real greatness this year, and at times has looked really good. If they play to their paper, They're absolutely capable of winning this game, especially with a game-breaking playmaker like Jadarian Price. 
But in the end, I think the Falcons have a little bit too much. I need think North Forney moves on to the area round. 7 o'clock Friday at Pearland ISD Stadium. It's a 6A Division One showdown as Pearland Dawson takes on Dickinson. And hey, surprise, surprise, 6A Division One Region 3 is an absolute bear. Tons of talent in this region. We're going to start to sort through it this week. Pearland Dawson enters unbeaten and looking very good behind their outstanding defense. Led by Jordan Stewart and Blake Smith, they make plays. Can Dickinson's running game, led by Osaru Ola, break through? On the other side, Dickinson's defense has kind of run hot and cold this year. They'll need to be very sharp when they take on uh, Jaden Stewart and this Dawson physical attack. I think this game has a chance to be really fun, especially if Dickinson's defense plays its best game, but I give the nod to the Eagles. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lobo Stadium in Longview. It's 5A Division I by-district matchup between the Longview Lobos and the Lufkin Panthers. For the 84th time, these two teams are going at it. And, you know, we didn't know if we were going to see this this year. Remember, when realignment came out and Lufkin got thrown into a nine-team district, suddenly their non-district schedule got really tight. We didn't know if we were going to get to see Longview and Lufkin. We get it in the playoffs. This is the 25th time in the last 18 years that these two teams are playing. And, by the way, this is the fourth time in the last six years these two teams are playing in the playoffs. Absolutely incredible. You know, Lufkin, I think, is better than their record indicates. Uh, there have been some times where they haven't looked particularly good, but Jordan Moore, their quarterback, has been coming on of late. I think they are very, very dangerous. My question for them is, can they handle this physical running attack led by Caden Meredith and Longview? I think Longview has really grown up over the course of the season, and they're looking very, very strong right now. I give the nod to the Lobos, but in the end, whenever these two teams get together, it always ends up being close, so keep an eye on this one. And noon Saturday at Marauder Stadium in Flower Mound. It's a 6A Division II by-district matchup between Flower Mound, Marcus, and Prosper. This is really intriguing because all eyes are going to be on quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer for Flower Mound. Marcus, he injured his non-throwing hand in their season finale, and the LSU commit, I don't need to tell you, is really strong and really important to what Marcus does. We don't know if he's going to play on Saturday. If he does, I think Marcus is your favorite. If he doesn't, then they're going to need to find other ways to get the ball in the hands of guys like J. Michael Sturdivant and their bevy of other weapons. Prosper is a really interesting team. They, they have been, I think, at times, one of the strongest teams in the state, and at other times, just kind of baffling times. They've got a superstar quarterback in Jackson Berry, but my question for them is can that defense step up and consistently show up every single week? This game is going to be really wide open, and I think that there's a lot of questions we don't have. For now, on paper, I lean towards Flower Mount Marcus. But those are far from the only big games in the first round of the Texas high school football playoffs. And oh yeah, by the way, my picks are scrolling at the bottom of the screen, so if I don't mention it out loud, it's down there. Let's get to the lightning round. In 6A Division I, I like South Grand Prairie over Lake Highlands. Give me San Antonio Reagan over Smithson Valley in a showcase Alamo City matchup. And I'm going with Spring over the Woodlands. 6A Division II now, I like Bridgeland over Klein Collins. I like Katie Taylor just barely over George Ranch. And I'm going with Converse Judson over San Antonio Roosevelt. 5A Division I now, Abilene Cooper squeaks by Mansfield Summit. I like Victoria West to get by McCallum Memorial. And keep an eye on this one. This is not your typical four versus one matchup, but I do think Port Arthur Memorial survives Fort Bend Hightower. To 5A Division II we go. I like Grapevine over Abilene Wiley. A&M Consolidated outslugs Longview Pine Tree. And just a week after they lost their coach Jeff Walker to cancer, I think Liberty Hill brings home an emotional win over Leander Glenn. And those are the picks. I picked every single 6A and 5A playoff game. I either mentioned it out loud or scrolling at the bottom of the screen. And so you can tell me very politely in the comments, what am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTUP. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2020 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the first round of the 6A and 5A playoffs. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. Every single prediction, every single game. That's on yep. texasfootball.com and on our YouTube page. So if you let me frame up. So if you would like to um, go back and read the scroll, I did pick every game. I guarantee I got at least one of those right, although I might have already gotten one of those wrong. So we have had, if you missed it. Um, You'll love to see it. Let me see. Just... Did I pick? Uh, oh, the fourth Yeah, I've already, I've already gotten one wrong. 
Yeah, who? Katie then, Taylor. Then, yeah, so Katie Taylor is through. Yeah. Um, where is that? Yeah, so I picked. No, I, I got that right because I had to pick Katie Taylor to beat George Ranch. George Ranch had to forfeit that game. But then I've already, I've, I've, I've already got one right and I've already got one wrong because um, El Paso Andres had to forfeit to Canatillo mm-hmm. um, out in El Paso. And so I've already won and won. <laughs> we haven't had any games kick off and I'm already one and one. But you can which still guarantee brand. that you got. Uh, guarantee I got at least of one of those right. right. That's exactly right. And anyway. Uh, so there it is. That's the picks on TexasFootball.com. But that's not all. Another one. No, 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 no. Because there are 12, 12 state semifinals. We will punch 12 tickets to AT&T Stadium this weekend starting tonight and going all the way through to tomorrow night. We'll punch 12 tickets to AT&T Stadium in the state semifinals of 4A, 3A, and 2A. I break down every single game. Here's the picks for the state semifinals of the small schools on Texas Football Today. Who's heading for AT&T Stadium? Let's find out. This is the Texas High School Football State Semifinals, and these are the picks. Welcome into the picks, presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Candles, Texas Football, and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here we are. We're in the state semifinals. We've reached the point where these teams in Class 4A through 2A are now one step away, 48 minutes away from playing on the biggest stage of them all at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington next week. And by the way, we've already punched four tickets to AT&T Stadium. Congratulations to the Sterling City Eagles and the May Tigers, who will play one another in the 1A Division I state championship next week. And congratulations to the Balmeray Bears and the Richland Springs Coyotes, who will join them there to take on one another in the 1A Division II state championship. There are 12 more tickets to punch to AT&T Stadium this week. And we're going to go through every game from 4A down to 2A. We're going to break down every single matchup. So we start in Abilene. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Anthony Field in Abilene. It's a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Canyon Eagles and the Argyle Eagles. You know, Argyle might be the most solid team in the state. What I mean by that is that I don't know if you can point to one particular thing they do so much better uh, than everyone else. But they're just so sound across the board. They run the ball well. They throw the ball well. They, they defend well. They, they do special teams well. That's a credit to Todd Rogers and his staff. And, of course, they have the playmakers, right? You know, Cole Kirkpatrick, their outstanding wide receiver quarterback. C.J. Rogers, a running game, a solid defense. Going up against Canyon. Now, Canyon's a terrific story coming out of the panhandle, and they have a calling card, and that is a hard-nosed physical defense. Their defense has been really solid, led by Cam Reagan. I have some concerns, though, about their offense. Quarterback Jay DeFore left last week's game with an injury. It sounds like it's going to fall to sophomore quarterback Derek Clements, who was really solid last week in relief of DeFore, but he's going to need to be even more than solid going up against the number one team in the state. I do think that Canyon's defense is good enough to keep them in it, but I think Argyle is a little bit too much. I think the Eagles, of Argyle that is, are heading for AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Turner Stadium in Humble. It's the other 4A Division I state semifinal between the Austin LBJ Jaguars and the Lindale Eagles, and two first-time state semifinalists and two teams that I think have a coach who should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Jamal Fenner for LBJ has been unbelievable for the Jaguars, and what Chris Cochran has done at Lindale is really amazing. These are two stories that are worth celebrating. I mean, these are amazing stories that they are able to be here in this state semifinal. Now they go head-to-head, and there's going to be a lot of talk about the stars in this game because, well, they're awesome. Andrew McCuba uh, and Latrell McCutcheon for LBJ, and on the Lindale side, running back Jordan Jenkins, who has been ridiculous. But I am a lot more interested in the other guys. I'm a lot more interested in the supporting cast, so to speak. Quarterback Oscar Gordon for LBJ, I think, has really grown up in the role. He has been fantastic of late. And I look at a guy like Jacob Siegfried, the wide receiver for Lindale, as a potential game-breaker in this matchup. This game comes down to defense, and in a lot of ways, I think that this could be a pretty high-scoring affair because both these offenses are hitting on all cylinders. But if this game comes down to defense, I do think LBJ has the edge there. I think this could be a bit of a shootout, but I think the Austin LBJ Jaguars are dancing. Give me LBJ. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Children's Health Stadium in Prosper. It's a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Graham Steers and the Gilmer Buckeyes. You know, there haven't been many defenses as consistently excellent across the state of Texas as Graham's has this year. They haven't given up more than 21 points in a game 
this year. J.J. Lee leads an outstanding unit for the Steers. What do they do when they go up against this versatile, dynamic, dangerous attack from Gilmer, led by quarterback Brandon Tennyson and wide receiver Dylan Flewellen? That's a big question in this game. The other side's really interesting, too. You know, Gilmer has been a little bit susceptible to teams that run the ball well, and Daniel Gilbertson runs the ball well for Graham. So that's going to be an interesting matchup to keep an eye on. Uh, I think this game's really interesting and could go a variety of different ways. And both these teams have played in close games, too, so they're not afraid of getting down to the nitty-gritty. In the end, I give Gilmer the slight nod because of their ability to hit big plays, but it's a very slight nod. That said, I think the Buckeyes are heading for AT&T. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Randall Reed Stadium in Porter. It's a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Carthage Bulldogs and the Wimberley Texans. Go with me. Back to 2019. Wimberley enters the playoffs with three losses. They then get white hot. They avenge a loss to Geronimo Navarro. They take on a team that they're supposed to lose to in the state semifinals last year of Silsby, and then they beat them. Go on to AT&T Stadium to play for a title. Does that sound familiar? Because it's kind of what's happening again right now. Wimberley's white hot, and quarterback Matthew Tippy has been great. They're running the ball really well with Moses Ray, and I think their defense, which has been very, very strong, is starting to play its best ball right now. So here's Carthage. Here's the undisputed number one team in 4A Division II who just got done romping China Spring, one of the hottest teams in the state of Texas last week, and, and they're really running the ball well with Mason Courtney. That offensive line is eating. I mean, right now, the defense for Carthage has been terrific, just like what they did last week against China Spring. And so look, Wimberley's an underdog. Wimberley's going to need some magic to pull off the win. That said, Doug Warren and those Texans got a bag full of magic. They are an outstanding football team, and they have a knack for the dramatic do they have enough magic to knock off the number one team in the state? I'm going to go with Carthage in this one. 3.15 Friday afternoon at Globe Life Park in Arlington. It's a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Mount Vernon Tigers and the Gymnet Indians. And raise your hand if you thought this was the semifinal we were going to get. Not me. This is two teams that are not expected to be here. Mount Vernon making their first ever trip to the state semifinals, and quarterback Brock Neller is a name to know. He put the team on his back last week in their incredible win over Malakoff. Just simply stunning what they've been able to do. And they've won games in interesting ways. They've won defensive battles. They've won high-scoring shootouts. They win a lot of different ways, but they win close games. They've won their last three playoff games by a combined 11 points. They're now taking on this gym net squad from out in Tuscola, and they have an outstanding balanced offense led by running back Xavier Wishart and a strong quarterback in Tate Yardley. I think this game is decided by pace. I think that Jim Ned really wants to keep this score lower than other teams may because Mount Vernon probably has more firepower than they do. I think Jim Ned wants to win this game with their defense, which was outstanding in the past couple of weeks. Can they do it again against this high-powered Mount Vernon attack? That's I think this game's close. I think it's basically a coin flip at this one, but Mount Vernon has a knack for the dramatic. I think they're able to come up with one or two plays down the stretch to take them to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday at Georgetown ISD Athletic Complex. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Hallettsville Bramus and the Lano Yellow Jackets. And um, history being made here, two relative newcomers to the stage. Lano has never made the state semifinals before this year. Credit to Coach Matt Green and company. Uh, meanwhile, Hallettsville is in the state semifinals for the first time since 1976. Kind of hard to believe considering how successful they've been. But running back Jonathan Brooks, I mean... What do you say at this point? This kid's on another level. This kid's on another planet right now. I mean, it looked like last week Columbus kind of had him bottled up and had uh, Hallettsville beat, but then he got loose in that second half and made plays down the stretch. Furthermore, that defense held them in it while the offense figured it out. Now they take on Lano in this high-flying attack led by Case Kirkendall. They are playing with a ton of confidence right now, and understandably so. I'm a little bit worried about Lano's running defense. Now going up against one of the hottest running teams in the state. Furthermore, I think Hallettsville's defense maybe has a little bit of an edge on Lano's defense. I think this game is close, but I think Hallettsville takes it home the win. Four o'clock Friday at Anthony Field in Abilene. It's a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Gunner Tigers and the Canadian Wildcats. Again, for the fifth consecutive year. Are they tired of playing one another? 
I know I'm not tired of seeing it because it is an absolute classic every time they get together in on this big stage. Now, Gunner has won three of the previous four meetings, including last year's meeting in route to a state championship game. But there's every reason to, ex to expect another classic in this matchup. Look, uh, you look at Canadian and, and the weapons they have offensively with quarterback Josh Culwell, who's been a real revelation for that squad. Uh, running back Hayes Huffstedler, uh, wide receiver Twister Kelton. I think that the defense has been really rock solid all year long. I think this is going to be the biggest test for the Gunner defense, probably since that non-district loss to Pottsboro. How much have Caden Rigsby and company grown up since then? You know, a lot of eyes are going to be on whether or not Canadian can slow down this pistol option attack from Gunter. I mean, they've seen it five years in a row now. Can they crack the code and slow them down? Here's why I'm picking Gunner. I think Hudson Graham, their quarterback, has grown up in a big way. And I think he is the key to this game. I think if he has a big game, Gunner's heading for AT&T Stadium. And this game's really close, as it tends to be, and it comes down to the wire, as it tends to do. But I think the Tigers go back to AT&T Stadium to defend their crown. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Trinity Mother Francis Rose Stadium in Tyler. It's a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Wascom Wildcats and the Franklin Lions. This is a rematch of the 2015 3A Division II state championship game at NRG Stadium in Houston. Wascom won that game 33-21. And if you remember, that game ended at like 1 in the morning. I remember very distinctly because I know I had to get up and go cover games the next day. Uh, but this is kind of a different Franklin team. That was a bit of a three yards in a cloud of dust team. This team is a lot more explosive with Bryson Washington and their outstanding running back, Seth Spiller. They run the ball exceptionally well, and they break big plays. Going up against Wascom, who, yeah, does the same thing. DJ Feaster and Tashawn Hamilton are leading this explosive Wascom attack that has been held under 44 points just twice this season. I think this game has a chance to be a wild shootout. The question is going to be who can come up with the defensive stops when they need it. I think it's a coin flip. I, I don't really know who's going to win this game, but I'm going to go with Franklin based on the strength of their defense. I think the Lions are heading for AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday at Gordonwood Stadium in Brownwood. It's a 2A Division I state semifinal between the Post Antelopes and the Crawford Pirates. And something's got to give here because both of these defenses have been ridiculous. Okay, Post has not allowed double-digit points since their opener in August. And meanwhile, Crawford's allowing just nine points per game and are coming off one of the most impressive defensive performances of the season last year in shutting out Bosqueville. Uh, you know, this running game for Crawford is really grinding behind Breck Chambers, but I think that the advantage for Post here is their offensive diversity with quarterback Sladen Pittman and their running back Ashton Jefferson. You know, who can crack the code on the other as a defense? I think that's a huge question in this one, but Post has more ways to do it. That's why I lean towards the Antelopes. I think the Bold Gold are heading back to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Randall Reed Stadium in Porter. It's a 2A Division I state semifinal between the Shiner Comanches and the Timpson Bears. You know, Shiner got past the Refurio hurdle last week. Well, they better wake up quickly and get over that in a hurry because this Timpson team is absolutely good enough to knock them off if they are sleepwalking. You know, you look at the way that they go about business, running the ball with Braden Courtney and this superstar freshman, Terry Bussey. He is a dynamo everywhere they put him. He is going to be a big problem in this game. We know what Shiner's about. They run the ball. They run the ball. They run the ball with Doug Brooks and Dalton Brooks and Ty Palmer and Zane Rhodes, and, and they grind it out up front, and then they play outstanding defense. That was a virtuoso defensive performance last week. And so I think the advantage for Shiner is up front. I think that they're going to have an advantage in the trenches. I think that Shiner's probably seen a team like Timpson before. I'm not sure Timpson's seen a team like Shiner. That's why I think the Comanches take home the victory. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Lions Stadium in Vernon. It's a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Wellington Skyrockets and the Winthorst Trojans. And this is kind of a matchup where two teams are looking in the mirror. Uh, these are two teams that I think are really similarly paced, similarly structured, uh, and similarly strong. They both run the ball really well. They both play solid defense. They're both kind of hard-charging, tough-nosed teams. You know, you look at this Winthorst team with the Belcher cousins, with Cy Belcher, their quarterback, and with Ethan Belcher, their running back. They are a, a dynamic team. They can beat you in a lot of different ways, and their defense, I think, is starting to play its best ball right now. You know, Wellington got a scare last week against McKinney, down 18 to nothing before they rallied behind. Who else? Mark Ramirez. This kid's unbelievable. This kid's unbelievable. He, he was remarkable as they made their comeback and, and blew away McKamey there in the second half. Uh, and so that is going to be the big question for me is on the defensive side. Who can get the other team 
out of rhythm, who can slow down the running game for the other squad. You know, I've gone back and forth in this one, and I, I even hate putting it on wax because I know that as soon as I stop the record button, I'm going to change my mind. But I think I give the edge to Windthorst because of their offensive diversity and maybe a slight edge defensively. This game's a coin flip. I think it's totally unpredictable, but I think Windthorst gets the win. And 7 o'clock Thursday at the field in Pflugerville, it's a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Mart Panthers and the Fall City Beavers. You know, this is the third consecutive year that these two teams are meeting in the state semifinals, and Mart has taken the previous two. Can Fall City flip the script? We know they're, what they're going to do. They are a hard-charging, run-first team with Cole Thomas and Grant Gendrish. This is a team that prides itself on toughness, on running game, and on defense. Well, in the past couple of years, when they've played Mark, the difference has been Mark has had a team speed advantage. Can Fall City close that gap a little bit? Furthermore, how do they account for Rodrell Freeman, the, the stud walking this match for Mart, who has been one of the most dynamic playmakers in the state of Texas? You know, Mart has not been held under 48 points by any 2A team. I do think Fall City can make them work for it, but I'm just not sure that they can keep up offensively, not with the way that Mart is playing right now. I think the Panthers go back to defend their crown. And those are the picks. That's every single state semifinal this weekend. So now you can let me know in the comments very politely what am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2020 Texas high school football playoffs, including the 5A and 6A playoffs, which start this week at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the state semifinals of the Texas high school football playoffs. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is the picks. My picks for the state semifinals of the 4A, 3A, and 2A state semifinals. Not a great way to phrase that. Um, gotta be a better way to say that. Um, <laughs> I guess we could tell them about the state picks that are coming. Yes. So one of the things we're doing Saturday is we are coming up to, uh, we're going to be up here at the studio. We're going to be shooting our picks videos for each individual state championship game. Like we yeah. normally do. So we'll so have that yeehaw. Those should be completely, we're going to just absolutely throw them all at you. I believe Sunday at s around 7 -ish. The goal is Sunday at 7, our state hub goes live. That's the goal. Yeah. Uh, it may be 7.05. It may be 12.01. It may be never. Not never. It'll get up. But um, <laughs> our goal is 7 o'clock on um, Sunday to have our entire state hub, including... All the normal stuff, predictions, infographics, breakdowns, players to watch, steps preview, the the, the picks like are way over the top state championship preview just because it's 2020 doesn't mean that we take breaks. No breaks on this van that's full of nitroglycerin just careening, careening towards the football cheese ball and just going to... Are you having a stroke? Let me finish. It's going to blow the football cheese all over the place and shower everybody in football cheese, oh, which we will then enjoy with a frosty beer. Okay. Frosty beer I'm here for. I don't know about football cheese, but I like regular cheese. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on <laughs> texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. Did you hear my stomach growl? Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. Oh, man. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. When's the last time you ate? Uh, Last night. Well, like see, there's a problem there. 5.30 or 6, I guess. There's a problem there, homie. <laughs> there's a problem. But you know it's never a problem, Pickle. Not Final thoughts. Ever. Never, because never a problem. Here there. we are. Into normally, Final normally thoughts. we're done. Like this is the, one of the great things about 2020. There's not many of them, but one of the benefits of 2020 is that normally December 10th, we're done. We don't have everything continues to suck we don't in have this year. This. But instead, we get the gift, the gift that keeps on giving, no, the gift doesn't. of free money. The gift that you throw away. Free money. After the person My college leaves. football picks against the spread. Three and four last week. A couple of annoying ones. A <laughs> couple of annoying ones. North Texas laying an egg was annoying. Still gave you a loss in free money. Um, There's another one that was Oh, Tech. 
Yeah. <laughs> that game, which I went back and forth on, back and forth on. Because I was thinking, like, man, 28's a lot, but, like, Kansas is super bad. And then Tech was, like, equally bad. That game was annoying. Three and four. I'm 47 and 42 on the year. So it's going to come down to the wire here, guys. Um, That's what you get for snip, snap, snip. I'm 47 and 42 on the year. As long as I don't go 0 and 6 this week, I will enter bowl week with, or the bowl season with uh with a winning record yeah let's go ahead and make zero and six happen that's not what i'm rooting for here let's pickle. make i thought we were on the same team no we are not when it comes to this where do we start pickle up first on a friday night spectacular north texas at utep in denton love it at 5 p.m. i love it i love everything about this the mean green in their away game at home are favored by 10 and a half i have a lot of questions about this like one of them is how dare you how dare you first off how dare you one of the questions i have does this mean is north texas wearing their road unis you would presume Ooh, right i could are they gonna wear their roadies at let, home? Let at me, homey? Let me see if I can get an answer for you yes. at least by the end of the show. Yeah, text text your, your, your contacts up there yeah. in North Texas. Okay, this game is very difficult to call because on one hand, UTEP hasn't played in like a month, okay? And it's been a long time since then. And I also think that their defense might get ripped to shreds, okay? But on the other hand... Nothing cures what ails you quite like facing the North Texas defense, which is terrible, Yeehaw. which is really bad. Um, the other thing that's annoying to me is that North Texas has burned me recently, and so I hate to reward good behavior. <laughs> Here's why I'm taking North Texas minus 10.5. I'm taking North Texas minus 10.5 because I like when Pickle and I are rooting for the same thing. And... I also think that UTEP, without having played for an entire, like, the last month has been hellacious for them. Mm -hmm. North Texas, it hasn't been consistently good, but at least it's been consistent. I think that matters. I think it's a long road trip. Mm -hmm. It's a 5 o'clock kick, which is going to give you an advantage if you're the home team, even though they're the road team. Mm -hmm. um, I have your answer. Yes. Uh Sources say that, yes, they are wearing their away uniforms. Yes! All white with a green helmet. <laughs> I love it! So the away oh. game at Apogee Stadium. All right, North Texas is, undefeated, is, is, is <laughs> unbeatable in that situation. I'm going to go North Texas minus 10 and a half, wearing their roadies at home. At 5 on a Friday. 5 o'clock on a Friday. Like, a businessman special. <laughs> I'm going to go with North Texas minus 10 and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we stick to Conference USA in a more normal fashion here. UAB heading down to Houston to take on Rice. Noon on Saturday, UAB favored by seven in a true away game. Okay. So, here is why I am going with Rice. Besides the Ooh, fact okay. that I love the owls and you by the way hoot check out hoot hold on max uh, hooting intensifies hooting intensifies couple couple of things okay one check out mike bloomgren on republic of football mm -hmm. uh, yes shahan talked with uh shahan nish talked with uh, mike bloomgren uh the rice coach which you were just incredibly jealous about um my, i don't appreciate them stealing my friends but <laughs> here is here is the biggest thing for me this is a wounded this is a wounded UAB team, mm -hmm. okay? They are down 40 players. Cool. Okay? Jesus. They are currently down 40 players. That was as of Wednesday, okay? Including, from what I heard, they could be down as many as nine starters in this game, okay? Furthermore, I think Rice has got to be feeling really good about themselves. Coming off that big win, that defense is humming. That defense is humming. And by the way, this is a UAB offense that when they're at full strength is mm, not amazing. Not amazing. And you're going to give me a touchdown at home? Yeah, I'm going with Rice. Hoot, hoot, baby. Hooting intensifies. Would you guys buy a Hooting Intensify shirt? Let us know in the comments. I like Rice plus seven. Um... I feel really good about that one. Next year, I think we're going to... I think next year we're going to institute our lock of the week. Uh, because our uh, because of uh, like and it'll just count for double. Which really just like talk about intensifying. It really intensifies the matter that I need like a soundboard where we can have a little. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel 
pretty good about this, especially because of the way that Rice is playing, being at home, uh, and also uh, like the way that defense is playing, and also the fact that UAB is really wounded right now. Mm -hmm. And because they are going to be without a number, apparently a number of players on Saturday, I think that gives Rice the advantage. I like Rice plus seven in this one. What is next, Pickle? Up next, we go to Houston at Memphis, 2.30 p.m. on a Saturday. The Cougs favored by five. Good line. Um, Very good line. Good line. You know, Memphis is Memphis is a weird team because if you are looking, if you are, are thinking of like the Memphis of old, like the Memphis that was like running away with the American Athletic Conference. Who was in the Cotton Bowl last year? <laughs> you, yeah, the team that was in the a Cotton New Bowl Year's last Six year. Bowl. This is not that team. They are not quite as good. First of all, they're not very good at running the ball. Like mm -hmm. that's a big Big part of what they did last year was they were just a really good running team. They are not that team anymore. They do not run the ball well. Uh, they do throw the ball fairly effectively, mm -hmm. um, but they do not run the ball well. Uh, Memphis is a team that I do think they are starting to get better defensively. I think is is maybe the best way that I would put it. This was a team that that last week, or you know, they they lost to Tulane last week, but before that they slowed down Navy uh, ten one of ten to seven slugfest. It's not a defense that blows you away, but one of the things that I think I like about this game is I think that you're going to get a good read on where Houston is at um, mentally, mm -hmm. because again, this is a team that um, I think they are. Um, I think they're 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 you know they've been off for a couple of weeks. Where are they at as far as their development is concerned? One thing I do that scares me a little bit, and the reason I think I'm going to take Memphis, one of the things that scares me a little bit is that this is on the road, and when you're talking about a team that has not been necessarily great on the road, mm -hmm. uh, Houston is only is is has not been fantastic on the road against the spread. I feel like too when you add in the fact of a team that hasn't played in a long time, mm -hmm. and then add in the fact that it's a road game I feel mm -hmm. like that tough. like same thing between Houston and UTEP like it's the same same yeah. piece to the puzzle there of that just really makes it pretty stinking difficult on top of everything else you have going on right exactly I I like I like Memphis plus five I do think Houston probably wins outright but I think it's a field goal game I'm gonna go with Memphis plus five what's next next pickle <laughs> this is the worst one <laughs> I hate this so much. And, I and you love know what? It's, this. It's how appropriate! How appropriate that it has to do with Kansas. Oh yeah. How appropriate. Oh yeah. M I Z. <laughs> so we head over to Big Twelve action here. Number twenty, Texas taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Interesting three o'clock p.m. on a Saturday game in Lawrence, and Texas is favored by twenty nine and a half. Look at the doomsday expression on this man's face, because I'm gonna agree. What do you do here? You avoid it. I, I, what you do? Uh, what you do is you change the stupid game, and you don't you don't bet on this. Oh, but but this is this is your segment, America's most favorite. You signed up for this. Because here's the thing, though. Okay, here's here's what's so frustrating about this is they were like the trend line is clear here. Mm -hmm. Kansas has been okay. Let's start with this. Texas is going to win this game, and if they don't, they're going to run Tom Herman out on a rail. They might okay? not come back to the city they of might Austin. Leave, they might. They might leave like them any the, of them. They might leave them on the tarmac. Okay, <laughs> they're going to win this game. Here is what's frustrating. What's frustrating is Kansas has been huge underdogs all year long, mm -hmm. okay? And all year long, they have they have failed to cover, mm -hmm. okay? They were, let's see, they were 17-point dogs to Baylor, lost by 33. They were 21-point dogs to Oklahoma State, lost by 40. They were 20-and-a-half-point dogs to West Virginia, lost by 21. 18-and-a-half-point dogs to, uh, to Kansas State, lost by 41. 27 and a half point dogs to Iowa State lost by 30. 38 and a half point dogs to Oklahoma lost by 53. <laughs> TCU the one the first time this came up and I was like you know what man uh, Kansas is super bad but I don't know if TCU can blow them mm -hmm. out. They were 23 point dogs they lost by 36 and then last stinking week I was like nope I've got a hold of it and the trend reverses it. You know what? I believe in mean reversion. Kansas stinks. Don't ask don't ask bad to do good. Texas wins this game by 34 points. I like Texas Minus 29 and a half. You, sh you sure you don't want to change that this nope. week? Because it worked out so well for you last nope. time. Nope. Done. You, you positive? Just want to double check here. Positive. Okay. 
Up next, we stick with some more Big 12 action as number 22 Oklahoma State travels down to Wacky Waco to take on Baylor 6 p.m. on Saturday, and the Cowboys favored by five and a half. So the real intrigue here is going to be the Oklahoma State offense against the Baylor defense. That's going to be the fun matchup here mm -hmm. because the Baylor defense has been very good. And um, and and the Oklahoma State offense has been middling. It's been middling, I would say. They're a team that when they don't run the ball effectively, they're pretty lackluster. Mm -hmm. I think you saw that last week that basically TCU kind of put them in a position where they had to throw the ball, and it, that's just not their strong suit. Uh, so that's going to be very intriguing. One thing that concerns me, though, and has concerned me all year long, and I'm going to continue to be concerned about this until the day that I die, uh, is uh, Baylor's offense is uh, is not good. Baylor's offense is not good. Yeah, I think we can clearly, like, concisely make good. that decision that it's just not good. It's year. just not good. Five, five and a half is the perfect line, though, because I think Oklahoma State's going to win by less than a touchdown but more than a field goal. <laughs> and so five and a half is, like, ferociously good. Uh-huh. Um, question well yeah. i'll make i'll let you make your decision and then i'm no, going go to ask, ask the question go and ask your question because i'm gonna look up one more thing go ahead is oklahoma state still in the running for the big 12 they're not title? it's set it's oklahoma and, and, and iowa state, iowa state? So there's okay. no incentive here okay. here's why i'm gonna take baylor yeah. okay here's why i'm gonna take baylor minus plus five and a half okay i like a, I'll, I'll go with the home dog i like that also oklahoma state's two six and one against the spread this year yeah. bad team against the spread bad team I'm going to go with, in fact, let me see, as a favorite, boy, um, I don't, I mean, they basically only covered once as a favorite. Is that right? Yeah. See, and the reason I asked no, about they the... No, they, they have not covered, they have not covered a game since October 24th. That's why I like, yeah. why I, I like, I like Baylor plus five and a half. The reason I asked about the Big 12 championship is obviously one that would give them something to play towards, but then two, like it's really a question as to, well, they lost last week, so are they just gonna lay down again and say, well, here go, like our season's basically over, yeah. or is it one of those things? It's like, okay, we still have a chance. Let's not only revenge last week when we shouldn't have lost. Mm -hmm. in That's a, interesting. At, you know, it's interesting. I yeah, it kind of depends on where Oklahoma State's heads at. Yeah, it's either like, gonna be a. You know, but this is Baylor's. Or... This is almost certainly Baylor's last game of the season. Yeah. And so, can they finish strong with a win? I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to take Baylor minus five or plus five and a half. And finally, pickle. Finally, a game that was very, very recently added to the schedule here: Big 12 versus Conference USA. As Louisiana Tech mm. travels down to Fort Worth to take on TCU 6 p.m. on Saturday, and the Horn Frogs are favored by 21 and a half at the Carter. Louisiana Tech's not a great team. No. They're not a great team. They're really not. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball at all. I don't know, man. You're asking them to win by th more than three touchdowns, though. That has me spooked. Especially in a game that, that is short notice. Mm -hmm. A game that you haven't been able to game plan as much for. Haven't been able to dial up that game plan uh, as much as you thought. Um... Boy, this game, ugh, 21 and a half is too much for me. That's too much for me. Six gonna, say, if, it was, a, if it was 17, yeah. I'd take 17. Because I could absolutely see uh, Hell, I'd an, even entire, take 20. an entirely <laughs> reasonable score for this game is like 40 to 21 yeah. to ACU. Like, yeah. Not in doubt. They're up 40 to 14 mm -hmm. with four minutes left in the game. Louisiana Tech scores a garbage time Yeah, touchdown. but Max Duggan isn't scoring 17 touchdowns in the right. first half. You I just know? don't. Tw ask him to win by more than three touchdowns is just too much. This was, Even if this was like. 19 and a half. Right. We'd be having a different conversation. I like Louisiana Tech plus 21 and a half. That's, that's just too rich for me. Yeah. A little bit too rich. So 17 would have been perfect. Those are my free money picks. I like North Texas minus 10 and a half uh, at home on the road at UTEP. In their whites. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like Rice plus seven at home. Hoot hoot. I like uh, Memphis plus five at home against Houston. I like Texas minus 29 and a half at Kansas. I like Baylor uh, plus five and a half at home against Oklahoma State. And I like Louisiana Tech plus 21 and a half at TCU. That's free money. Now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final Absolute thoughts. favorite segment. Um, well, I'm sorry to say I don't have anything from the comments because for almost everybody, the comments haven't been really working right today. What? So, yeah. Zuckerberg! Oh, someone is mad mad. <laughs> 
We got this is a duel that I need to see happen. Um. Anyway, one last look at the letter jacket there. There's my final thoughts. Yes. Soak it all in. Shout out again to Trish and LP for for getting this to us. Um, Amazing. And I mean, I guess my true final thought is sting him. Sting him. That's what I got to say. There you go. Go out there and I mean everybody make your town proud. You love to see it. You do. You love to see it. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. If you have questions for Mailback Friday tomorrow, bring up there. Look, <laughs> it's the text line nine seven two five three two six 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 five. Text. <laughs> that looks like the stepbrother's picture. <laughs> Fresh and pickle on Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me a player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Text football today.